0: Five, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit liftoff.
1: Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join us in our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's one swat Or you can email us at at SWATRadio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at swatradio.com. Well, today is Friday, so that means it's Anything Goes Friday. We would love to have you guys call in and talk about whatever is on your heart, on your mind, or whatever we've talked about this week. Uh, As a reminder, we are reviewing Acts to prepare us to get into Acts 8. So if you have any questions about that or anything in the news, we would love to hear from you. I'm going to read the number again one more time, or two more times, 1 844 777 7928. 1 844 777 SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at com. Again, ask ask at com. Well, uh, I
2: think uh, everybody is painfully aware uh that tomorrow is 20 years Mm. uh we celebrate uh, i don't know if celebrates the right word we commemorate yeah Yeah. commemorate really yeah yeah, yeah, we, we, we certainly don't celebrate what happened um but you know looking back 20 years ago there were a lot of things that happened about september 11th 2001 that um that were unlike anything we'd ever experienced in history um, one, you know, back, if you think back to the events of world war two, whether it's Pearl Harbor or, um, any, any time we had a big tragedy, we didn't have 24 seven news. We didn't have live coverage. We didn't have the sounds, the, the images. Uh, do you, do you remember where you were when, it, oh, how old were you then?
1: I was in seventh grade.
2: So that you're well old enough to remember, mm-hmm. do do you remember where you were when it happened and what they did at the school you were at? Did they do anything?
1: Yeah. My Latin teacher came in crying. And so that's when I knew something was happening. And then they were, we were in Charlotte at the time. So, you know, obviously that's a big banking center. So people were afraid something was going to happen there. Um, So they had called all the parents and we were getting picked up early. And my Latin teacher, she actually turned on the TV and we watched until, you know, we were dismissed. So, yeah, I remember it. And, well,
2: we, my wife and I were in Cypress, Texas. Um, we, we had been there for a couple of years. We were in our living room, and we had put the kids off to school. And um, all of a sudden, the, the first airliner hit, and we, we turned the news on. A friend of mine called me, and we turned it on. And we literally just in the – I can picture us in the, the living room or the family room where the TV was looking at it, just thinking, oh, my gosh, what's going on? I mean, it was one, and then the other. Then you hear about all the flights being mm-hmm. shut down. You hear about it, – it was crazy. It was almost end-of-world thinking stuff at that time. And, you know, when you go back and you think about it, I mean, uh, it really left an indelible print on most Americans. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were shocked. Uh, people were sad. People were crying. People were like, I mean, like 3,000 people were just gone. People were jumping off the World Trade Center. They yep. were showing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the first time on live TV I'd ever seen people leaping to their death. It was yeah. crazy. Um, and, you know, tomorrow is the 20th day or the 20th year we marked since that and you look at what's happening in our country now, and I I think if we're really honest, I was talking to a brother this morning about this, that fear has overtaken not just um, believers, our country in general, but but the believers should be people that don't live in fear. Believers should be people that lead the way. In fact, I I think I said uh, on Wednesday Last Saturday, all these football fans across the country were maskless, unsocially distanced, mm-hmm. um, and and commentators were talking about they're going to lead us out of the pandemic. And I'm like, where's the church? Who? Where are the people that are standing up that aren't fearful, that aren't living in fear? And you know, one of the questions that we got to ask is, do Does fear belong anywhere in the Christian's life? I mean, yes, of course we're gonna experience it, but should it be there? Should it continue there? Once that we've acknowledged it and somebody comes along and says, you know, Taylor, I know you're afraid, but but you know, the Bible says we don't have to fear. Yeah, but you're not in my spot. Yeah. You know, you don't know what I'm feeling. We we tend to justify it, rationalize it. And um, there's no there's no love Uh, there's not supposed to be any fear in the fact that god loves us and i know we're human um but there are times that we should fear god we should fear you know his wrath we should fear um with a a reverent fear um so sometimes we kind of we we go back and forth between, well, is it okay? There's a difference between living in fear and and being afraid of something but pushing through it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like you're talking about, there's different types of fear. If your fear is uh in in God, you know, you, you fear God uh more than man, more than death, then that's a good thing. But if you put the fear of, you know, the virus or of uh, you know, losing your job above your faith in God and your fear of God, then that is a bad thing. And, it, and it's an idol then in your life. And, uh, anytime you let anything, including fear, uh, be at, uh, on the throne of your heart, then you're doing the Christian life wrong.
2: Um, if you go back to the song, amazing grace, you know, that mm-hmm. great hymn, the second stanza says, "Twas a grace that taught my heart to fear. Yeah and grace my fears relieved how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed and you know if you are a believer in Jesus Christ you are a follower who trust in him our our relationship with God the Father is not based on fear even though we have a healthy reverent fear of him as a respect fear not uh, a reverence uh, it's not a fear of his wrath as believers. We'd never have to fear his wrath, but there should be a decorum when we think about God. And I shared that with the guys this morning at SWAT down in St. Augustine is that, you know, um, there, there is a, um, a friend of mine who I knew before I ever got in the Marine Corps. And he was a Marine. He was a senior officer to me. Um, And I would call him by his name before I got in the Marine Corps. But after I got in as a Marine, I couldn't call him by his name anymore. It was a, he was a Colonel. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, 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 every time I see him, I call him Colonel because even though he would probably be okay with it, I I just, he's always a Colonel to me, but I, I have a love relationship with him as a friend, but there's a reverent. Um, respect I think that I think we've lost some of that today yeah and we think that to have that respect means we have to live in fear of God and that we don't we live in a love relationship but because of that grace that God has shown us that he withheld not even his own son we don't have to fear COVID we don't have to fear Al-Qaeda we don't have to fear um, whatever just fill in the blank we just trust God and we move forward. Now, when we go through times and we, we succumb to fear and we, we can be paralyzed or we can be talking ourselves out of doing things, God brings people around us. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, are we going to let them speak into our life? Or are we going to let God use them to speak words of encouragement or are we going to push them away? Because the enemy constantly wants us to live in fear. Because he uses fear to manipulate. Tell me anything good that ever came out of you living in fear about anything.
1: I can't. I I
2: mean, when you make decisions based on fear, I would almost venture to say 99.9% of the time you're going to do things that probably aren't what God would have you do. Or you certainly don't witness to God's faithfulness
1: or you miss opportunities, um, that you otherwise would have, you know, enjoyed or that were planned or, you know, something that could have been good for you. And the same is true when you push through that fear. And I'll give a silly example. Um, in college I would, went cliff jumping, right? Cliff yeah. jumping off a cliff and man, it took me like 30 minutes to, <laughs> to actually jump. Uh, cause the water was lower than it usually was. And I was like, man, I'm bigger than everybody here. I don't know. <laughs> And I finally did it. And it was, fu- I mean, it's fun It's a memory I still have today, but I would have missed out on that. Um, and look back and regret. And I'll tell you another example. When I was in sixth grade, there was like a repelling course that, you know, we could do. And I jumped out and I, I got too afraid to do it on the highest level. I had to come down a level and do it. and, to this day, I I regret that. Like, oh man, I cannot. I believe. can't believe that you were
2: afraid, Taylor. That, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would never be afraid to do anything <laughs> like that. Well, let me tell you, when I was uh, dating Lori, uh, we went to a summer lake place uh, every. Uh, her, her parents had a place on a lake in Alabama called Smith Lake, and they they had a bridge that people would jump off. And at the beginning of the summer, the bridge was maybe I don't know eighteen to twenty feet high, mm-hmm. but over the course of the summer, yeah. it kept going down and down and down. By the end of the summer, it's like 40 feet yeah. or something. And, and so I go to Marine training. I come back and they coax me into getting out there on the bridge. And I look down and it's like 40 something feet. And I'm like, I can't do it. I can't. I'm sorry. I, can't. I was so mad at myself because I was afraid to do it. Well, years later, I'm in Arkansas with my kids and my kids wanted to jump off of a cliff there and it's about 30 feet and i get up there and i'm looking i'm going man i can't do it my kids are jumping off (laughs) and and there's a bunch of people in boats going come on pops come on (laughs) and i just said i gotta do it and i jump off and there was something about doing it that just goes not letting that fear paralyze and the enemy wants to use that when we come back we can continue this conversation about fear because I think it's one we need to have.
1: Yeah, I agree. So stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You're
3: listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT.
1: that is Zach Williams with Chain Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we are doing a Anything Goes Friday. So we would love to have you call in and join the discussion. Uh, it can be about what we're talking about. It can be about uh, what's going on in the news. It can be about what we went over this week, which, again, was a review of Acts as we get ready for Acts Chapter 8 here in a couple weeks um the number that you can reach us at is one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Again that's one eight four four triple seven SWAT, or you can email us at ask at SWAT radio.com That's ask A S K at SWAT radio.com. dot com. Just before the break, we were talking a little bit about fear and how we as believers are called not to live in fear, uh but to live by faith. So that is where we're at and again we would love to have you join us.
2: Yeah, you know, I I think um when you think about fear um a, a lot of our fear uh, comes from a lack of faith in god we don't believe he he will protect us yeah whether we're afraid of death financial ruin doesn't matter afraid a relationship won't work out um so often you know and, and this is especially true of young people with their parents you know God brings parents, uh, or puts parents into to um, children's lives to help guide them and instruct them. That was always the way. It was in Israel. The parents would lead their children. Well, in the last days, it says children are going to be disobedient to their parents. They're going to be selfish. They're going to be. They're not going to pay attention. And one of the things that you see happening um, in our culture is. Uh, children parents can tell them hey uh, you know you really shouldn't do this and what does that do to the child you and i were talking about before the program it makes the child exactly want to do it right mm-hmm. uh why well because uh you know what i know more than my parents except one day you become a parent and you start to realize your parents were a lot smarter than you thought they were <laughs> Because probably a lot of the wisdom they tried to pass on to you, they learned from their own failures, and they're trying to guide you and direct you. And so, when we, you know, when we do what we want to do, a lot of times it's out of anxiety. Uh, for instance, I'll just give you a, a quick example. Um, let's say you really wanted a car. Let's say you were fifteen year old, sixteen year old and you really wanted a car all your friends got cars and your parents said you know um i just want you to trust me uh you know do this this and this and um and and you'll get one in time but no you had to go out and you figured a way to get it out on your own um apart from you know your parents who were willing to provide for you and help you get one but you chose to do it on your own you maybe the reason that they're not getting it for you is you're not ready to handle the responsibility of full-time ownership of a car that comes with it. And they know that. And that's just one little example. I mean, it's also in relationships. If your parents see somebody uh, in your life that it may be in a good friend and they say, Hey, you don't really need to hang around this person. They're really not a good influence on you. Oh, what do you know, mom and dad? I, they're nice. I can, I, I'm a good judge of character uh the vast 15 years of life you have on earth right <laughs> i mean you see, you see what i'm saying i mean like it, it it's just it's so into us uh, that we when we fear and what what is the fear that drives that teenager to go against their parents it's the fear well if they're not my friend i won't have a friend yeah. do you not believe god can bring a godly friend into your life do you believe that you have to do something violating god's commandments to have you know peace in your life or to get what you want in life anytime you have to violate god's commandments to do something you know it's not from him right
1: right yeah and you know it's interesting because it there is a i guess a dichotomy there because like like we talked about there is a healthy fear right and there's yeah. a Uh, I guess, you know, maybe prudence is the better word, but sometimes it's it's difficult for people. uh, I know it has been for me to uh, differentiate from what is fear, uh, you know, and a fear that comes from a lack of trust in God. And what is uh, God putting, you know, prudence in my heart as far as, uh, you know, there's a reason why I don't want to go down this road. You know what I mean? And I think uh, there's times where it's very clear that, that where the fear comes from, but then there are other times where, where it's a little more vague, for example, like maybe just a, a new job, right? You might feel uh, a little anxiety. Is that because you're afraid of messing up? Or is that because there's something in the structure of the company that you were like, Oh, that's going to lead to me being compromised. And so I'm afraid uh, to actually take that job because it's not really fear. It's prudence knowing that, you know, that's not maybe where I should be. And so that, that's something I think that for a lot of us is, is tough. And then when you talk about uh, COVID, uh, you know i I can see why people would be like well you know it it, it does kill people so i'm'm I'm, i but i I would say they 're vastly different things and I think that a lot of times what we 've seen over the past year is is just fear and not a healthy sort of fear, but a fear uh that has taken you know taken put God or your faith in the back seat and is now driving well uh, well let 's talk about
2: do. it um." You know, does COVID kill people? Um, It has the ability to affect your body. Mm -hmm. Who determines when you die and when you don't? Yeah. At at any time, Almighty God can intervene. We either believe that or we don't believe that, Mm -hmm. right? Now, that doesn't mean we walk out in front of a Mack truck out on Butler Boulevard and say, okay, God's going to protect me. Right. But at the same time, we have to have an underlying belief based on scripture that God is sovereign. He's sovereign over, you know, I was I was reading this morning as I was reviewing Acts for the guys in St. Augustine, you know, they they were so enraged, the Jewish leaders at Peter and John, they wanted to kill them. And God sovereignly raised up Gamaliel in chapter five, we're going to talk about this next week, to intervene for him. Now, why did he do that? you know why didn't they kill paul right away because god had a plan so god's plan may or may not include you in it if it doesn't include you he may remove you from the face of the earth to bring you home if Mm -hmm. you're his but that death is not a bad thing is it yeah if you're a believer
1: yeah and you know go back to the jumping analogy you know after that i jumped off a bunch of other other things and what finally got me to jump was like the worst thing that can happen is that i die but i'm a Chris, where, I'm going to go to heaven by that. Okay, well, I'm just going to trust God with that. And that has played out in other things in my life, too. There are things that you can control and things that you can't, right? Like you're talking about you can control if you step out in front of a, a, <laughs> a Mack truck, right? But you can't control if you're going to get COVID or any other ailment. No. D- despite what uh, our our leaders have tried to insist, that you do not have control over that. And there's measures that, frankly, don't work that we are saying, oh, this is going to protect you. Uh, from COVID, like a cloth mask. Scientifically, there's no evidence that it works. A surgical mask might work 10% of the time. But but we're we're looking at these things that we have no control over and having anxiety and living in fear, thinking that we can control something that we can't control, and that is just not healthy.
2: But if you want to wear a mask, you know what? Feel free to wear a mask. But understand that uh, we had Dr. Byron Bridal on uh, a few weeks ago. And he put five masks on, five Mm -hmm. masks, and breathed droplets through it that were um, really um, not as big as the COVID droplets, but they got through it. And so he was trying to make a point that if it makes you feel better to wear a mask, you can wear it, but you need to understand that there's no science behind it. when you go, well, they wear them in hospital. You know Why? they don't want bacteria to get into the wounds yeah. that's different than a viral illness that is spread around mm-hmm. like the flu they have studied masks since the 1940s and they have determined that masks do not stop the spread of the flu otherwise we'd have been wearing masks a long time ago
1: yeah i mean that they found that out in 1918 there was an attempt to do masking and two years later came out hey yeah that didn't that didn't help it with with something that's airborne like that it's it's just
2: so but the point going back to the whole fear thing is we can choose to live in fear or we can choose to be people of faith because what happens fear who who do you want to be do you want to spread fear to people it seems that happens a lot if you turn if you go to social media and you look at everything Everybody is trying to spread fear that this is happening because of this. And the truth be known that, uh, you know, whether you're – like there were statements made yesterday when the president spoke about the unvaccinated that just simply aren't true. Doctors from Yale and Harvard and um, I I forget where else, they have come on. These these are epidemiologists who teach at these prestigious schools are saying – That simply is not true. That was a misstatement on his part.
1: That speech was full of internal contradictions that were just like, I mean, I don't know who wrote it, but if anybody who wasn't running on a fear engine, you know, would have been like, wait a minute. And that's,
2: and that's my point. So if, you know, I I heard a great point, you know, one of the mandate um, things that the president said is that if you have a company that's over a hundred, you've got to you've got to have everybody vaccinated. Well what's what's magic about a 100? Yeah. I mean, what if you got 50 or are you, you just chopped meat? I mean, like why do they not count? Or why is the postal service you know excluded from the mandate? you got hundreds of thousands of postal workers. yeah. so so there's a lot of inconsistency. That's what Pastor John MacArthur out in California said, back when the mandate in california was given by governor newsom and he said we're not playing this game okay we're not playing the game it was a broad overreach of authority yesterday to say those things and i'm i believe in the next few weeks you are going to see a lot of lawsuits that are going to pop up and and for us as believers we don't live in fear we are people of faith we promote faith. Let's get people on TV talking about how the church is going to lead us out of the pandemic by not being fearful people. Mm. Let's be people of faith and and, and be people who, um, you know, let God quiet our fears because he knows we depend on him. Yeah, You know, I mean, do we really believe God is capable of why did the people of uh, Israel— You know, when all the things were going on to the Egyptians around them, they were spared. Why? Because God said, these are my people. Well, I hope you're one of his people and I hope you'll trust him.
1: Yep, so we are up against the news break. Stick with us. We will be back with more in just a moment. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That that's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news.
2: Sometimes you win some, sometimes you
0: lose some. And right now,
1: right now, I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night. Ooh, welcome back to SWAT Radio. That is Even If by Mercy Me. Uh, we are... It is Friday, so we're doing a anything goes Friday, free-for-all Friday. We would love to have you call in and join the discussion. The number is one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Again, that's one eight four four triple seven SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATRadio.com. That's ask A S K at SWATRADIO.com. Again, we would love to have you call in and join the discussion. We're talking about Uh, a full variety of things and whatever you would like to add to this discussion. We would greatly appreciate talking about the news, uh, talking about living in fear and also talking about uh, this week. We, we covered uh, the first few uh, chapters in acts as we over get an overview of that to get ready for acts chapter eight. Um, So again, we would love to have you call in and we, what am I going to say? Oh, (laughs) I'll give you the number one more time. Uh, That is one eight, four, four, seven, 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 nine, two, eight. Again, one eight four four triple seven SWAT, or you can email us at ask at radio dot com. That's ask a s k at dot com. You know the Bible's full of verses that
2: deal with this whole issue of fear, and again, it, it it doesn't say that we won't be afraid. It's that we don't let that fear paralyze us. And you know, my kids learned a verse. I was singing a song to you. They they used to do scripture memory to songs and. One of them that I really loved, and it just it rolls over in my head, it's like, when I am afraid, I will trust in you, I will trust in you, I will trust in you, and it's from Psalm 56. And it's when David was seized by the Philistines in Gath. And, you know, David, here he is, King David, seized by pagan Philistines. There's nothing worse for a Jew then to have the Philistine seize him there and he says, when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. He didn't say I'm not afraid because he said, when I am afraid, I'll put my trust in you. Um, when fear comes into our life, um, the the Bible doesn't assume that we won't have anxieties. I mean, it's okay that you have them but you shouldn't allow them to to dominate your life and stay there. Um, And the Bible tells us what to do. He says, when I'm afraid, what? I put my trust in you. What does that mean? How do you put your trust in God? Well, um, you can go to Scripture, read 1 Peter 5, where uh, God says through Peter, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. That means if you have something that's really bothering you out there, something that is overwhelming to you that you cannot um, even begin to figure out how you're going to deal with, you got to be like uh, Jehoshaphat over in Chronicles where he says, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. In other words, we trust you, Father. We trust you because we know that you have our best interest at heart. And I, I think, you know, that, that I shared that with, um, uh, guys, that verse in Chronicles and it's, it's second Chronicles 20. And what was going on is Jehoshaphat was, um, was surrounded by, uh, the Moabites and Ammonites and they, they were bis- going to come in and devastate him. And he didn't even know how to pray. He didn't even know what to say. And he said, Oh God. Will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde. He recognized that, that it was so beyond him. He said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. In other words, we trust you. And that's what Peter's saying. Um, you know, when Peter says, cast your anxieties, he doesn't say you'll never feel them. He just says, when you get them, you take them to God. Um, Yeah, I love what um, one of the guys up at Desiring God says. He says, you know, if you're driving down the road and mud gets thrown on your windshield, you don't keep driving with mud on your windshield. What do you do?
1: Put your wipers on. Yeah,
2: you turn on the wipers. Why? Because you want to be able to see clearly. Well, for us, when anxiety is thrown into our life, it's like mud on our windshield. We can't see clearly because we're stressed. We're we're trying to figure out what to do under stressful conditions, and we're more worried about things that are causing us to be fearful, and we've got to step back and say, you know what? God's in control. Um, if I get COVID, um, God has my life in his hands. He knew before I was born the number of days in my life. That hasn't changed, uh, and so I'm going to trust him. Uh, I'm going to trust him, and I'm going to put my trust in him. So um, if you struggle out there with feeling anxiety right now, if you're struggling, um, welcome to the club. Everybody deals with it, different levels, obviously. And so we fight anxiety um, by fighting against unbelief. because the bottom line for us is is that we when we continue to be weighed down by it and it paralyzes us, we're not believing what God says about himself and about us. And I I think we, uh, we fight the good fight of faith. That's what the, that's what it means to fight the good fight of faith. Like Paul told Timothy. So,
1: yeah. And you know, I think it's, I think it's interesting, interesting as well. Um, You know, when I remember when the pandemic first started and uh, everything was going on, I, I mean, right from this jump, I was like, you know what, this could be the, the big one. This could be, You know, the end all be all could kill, you know, three quarters of the country or whatever they were saying at the time. Wormwood. (laughs) Yeah. And and I was like, you know, I, I, I I was like, I gotta live my life. God is going to protect me or he's not going to. There's nothing I can do, um, to really, you know, to, to change that. And so I went about living my life and it's because my fear of God was greater than my fear of the virus, right? My fear of God, my respect for who he is and his authority produced a faithful action um and i think in the same way if we're uh you know uh too overly afraid of the virus um in in or anything else that it is because we in a contradiction maybe like a paradoxical way we have faith in something other than god and we're acting on that and it's overriding our faith that maybe that we do have in god so i think we have a caller on the line who do we have on the line steve I can't see it. Oh, Chris, Christina, Christina, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: Doing well. What what uh What's on your mind today?
0: Well, I just I, I'm I'm really enjoying listening to y'all. I can tell that y'all might have dealt with anxiety or fear in the past <laughs> by what you're saying. Yeah, um, and and you know, anxiety and depression, it's been told is a self focus. So when you when you when you have all the focus on yourself and you're and you're taking it off of God, you know, anxiety and depression are gonna develop. And I know the verse that I love is um is Isaiah twenty six three, you know, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in me. It's a promise verse. Mm-hmm. If we if we keep our, you know, focus on God he'll
2: give us perfect peace because we trust him yeah yeah you're exactly right and you know over in philippians chapter 4 verse 6 um you know where he he says don't be anxious about anything this is god's word the lord is at hand he says right before that don't be anxious about anything uh, how much does anything include there christina
0: everything
2: yeah And he says, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. We take it to God, just like you said. Uh, Hey, Christina, where are you calling from? I'm
0: I'm calling from uh, Orange Park currently.
2: Well, you're in Orange Park. Well, listen, I want to let you and all the other women that listen to SWAT radio in the Jacksonville area know that next Wednesday at 10 o'clock a.m. and every Wednesday – Here at the Salem Center, which is at 7235 Bonneville Road, my wife, Lori McCary, is going to be leading SWAT for women. At the request of several women, Uh, we are doing a SWAT for women here every Wednesday at 10 o'clock. So you are invited, and if you want, you or any other woman out there who is listening uh, want to know more, you can send an email to Doug at SWATradio.com. I'll go ahead and forward it to my wife, right. but I just wanted to let you know, and I, I so appreciate you calling in and, uh, thank you for listening to SWAT radio. Right.
0: Thank you. We are.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, thank you again. I want to let everybody know right. next Wednesday SWAT for women begins. They're going to be going through acts and, um, uh, following along. just like we are every Wednesday, 10 to 1130 here at the Salem center, which is at seven two three five. It used to be Bonneville Road, but they changed it to Bentley Road because there's a Bentley dealership, I guess, on the road. Uh, So it's 7235 Bentley Road in Jacksonville, Florida. And, again, you can email Doug at SWATradio.com. I'll forward that on to my wife. And uh, she's already got a good group of women coming, so uh, you're welcome to come.
1: Yeah, my wife is going to be there. Uh, Christina, again, thanks for calling in. That was a great uh, call. We really appreciate what you had to say and what you shared Um, And if you or anyone around wants to go uh, tomorrow or next Wednesday at 10 a.m., my wife will be there. Doug's wife's leading it. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's a pretty cool opportunity, and uh, hopefully my wife will be able to meet some great women.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I, I think she will. It'll be a good group. You know, um, if there was ever any time for people to be into God's word, it's right now, Mm -hmm. and be in it together, community together, and that's one of the things is – SWAT is about community. It's a community around the word with a passion to be like our master, Jesus. And so, you know, I want to go back to that passage in Philippians. That, that was one of my life verses growing up. Don't be anxious. Uh, the, The version I learned it in when I had to memorize it was don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And boy, what if we just took that little part of that verse and made that a practical application Whenever worry comes into our life, we stop and we just say, Lord, I am fearful of whatever it is. Help me not to be. Let me trust in you. Um, You know, I don't know what this means, but let let me glorify you in the process. Let me trust you in the process.
1: Yeah, so. and I think the more often you do that and face your worry, face your fears, and then uh, let them go, and you know not be anxious and continually uh, worry and think about them, the 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 better you will be at being able to do that more quickly. Right, the quicker that you are able to um, give it to God, uh, and the longer you do that over time, the the long the the quicker I guess. Let me back up. When you first start doing that it might take a few times to, Oh man, I got to remember to stop being anxious about that. I got to remember to give this to God and you might have to do that over and over again. But as you continually do that and you grow, you grow in strength as well. And it becomes a practice that, uh, you know, you give it to God and it, you don't have to do it as many times, like you're able to be at peace about it. So it is a discipline that you have to apply to your life over time. Um, but as you do that, you find, uh, the 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 peace of christ as you grow in your uh faith in him well i
2: uh i just think that we um it says if we will do that it says the and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts yeah you know so um anyway uh that's what we want we want the peace of god in our hearts
1: yep so We are up against the break. We will come back with more after the break. Uh, We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of you who are listening online around the country or the world, wherever you may be, and all of you listening here locally, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week.
2: parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com.
0: If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lights. If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life, there's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain
1: That is Austin French with Freedom Hymn. Welcome back to SWAT Radio if you are just joining us, today is Friday, so we're doing our free for all Friday. We would love to have you call in and join the discussion with uh, you know, whatever you is on your heart. We have been talking about living in fear versus living in faith. Uh, also been talking a little bit about the news and then also we have gone over Acts, the first few chapters in Acts. Uh, doing a review as we get ready to head into Acts chapter 8. So if you would like to uh talk about any of those things, we would love for you to call us at 1-844-777-7928 again that's 1-844-777-SWAT or you can email us at ask at swatradio.com again ask ask at swatradio.com you know taylor as we we
2: go back to this whole idea of of fear uh i know in light of what happened uh yesterday on uh when the president made the announcement there's a lot of people across the country right now that are having to make some tough choices. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are wondering what to do because on one sense, I was talking to a a gentleman this morning and uh, he just told me, he said, you know, I, I, I don't need the vaccine. I'm not taking the vaccine. And if I lose my job, I lose my job, but I'm not going to have somebody force something into my body. I don't want, um, yeah, isn't it funny that my body, my choice went out the window <laughs> with a vaccine because the vaccine does nothing to protect anybody else at this point. Over seven, like over 70%, I think of the, right now of the adults in this country have been vaccinated.
1: Yeah. It's it's close to that. Yeah.
2: And wasn't that what they said they needed for herd immunity?
1: Mm, yeah. And then they didn't even talk about natural. But immunity. wait a minute.
2: Yeah. Uh, is this the same people that said, uh, two weeks to flatten the curve? And, and you see where we are 18 months later. Oh, but you don't understand. It's COVID. It's COVID. Well, here we are. Um, you know, I, I just think that as believers, we we are people who walk by faith. And what I shared with one person I was talking to earlier today is I said, you pray and you make your choices based upon your faith. That's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. We are led by the Spirit. You are not violating God's word to not get vaccinated. You're not.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, I mean that that first of all, the government, they our government, is limited in its power based on the Constitution of the United States. And what happened yesterday, folks, was a gross overreach and abuse of power to say what he said. There's no question Mm -hmm. because. If you just step back for a second, try to take the politics out of it and think about it. Let's go back 20 years. Let's go back 10 years. If 10 years ago somebody would have said, well, the government's telling you, you got to go get a shot for a disease. And oh, by the way, that shot is only about 60% effective, but you got to take it. Uh, oh, it doesn't matter if you've had it and you've got antibodies that are more effective than the shots themselves. Uh, you would have laughed them right out of the room. But somewhere along the line in the last two years, we've lost our mind and our will. And, you know, Lori said the other day we were talking, she's like, where are all the people that are willing to stand up for truth and and, 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 and make a statement of truth about what what's happening in our country? People have forgotten. Folks, we are not a democracy. We're a democratic republic. And, and the ruling authority in our country is not the president of the United States. It's not the Supreme Court. It's not even Congress. The ruling authority in the United States, um, at least from a government standpoint, is the Constitution. And, uh, and ultimately, that Constitution was based on biblical values and God being the ultimate authority. And in his sovereignty, God allowed the United States to be birthed over 250 years ago. And it has been the greatest country in the history of the world. I mean, the the accomplishments that this country has had far have exceeded any other civilization in history. I mean, when you look at air travel, moon travel, I mean, just think about all the advances that have been made. And yet you have people on college campuses they were asked about 9-11 and they were talking about we need to not stress american exceptionalism because america is not a great country and if that's so why are a million people trying to get in here since the beginning of the year and people are trying to get over here to leave their countries because we are a country where people can come from extreme poverty come over here and have a chance to make a living out from under oppression at least it used to be right. uh and and i mean a guy can come over from vietnam where he had no ability to generate income can open up a donut shop and can have a really good life at least here to, you know on the on this part of the world
1: yeah you know it's interesting uh i think that there's i think you know you, you said you know 10 years ago that you know we wouldn't have. Put up with this, but I, I kind of wonder if we would. I mean, if we look at what happened after 9 11, we were ready uh, to give up a bunch of freedoms when we allowed the Patriot, Patriot Act to go through. And I think we've seen a long uh, slope towards this. So, you know, hopefully 10 years ago, even right like now, we're not doing that. Uh, but who knows uh, just as far as we've gone. And, um, you know, you, and also, I think you're talking about the Constitution, and I think it is important for us to remember that that is our founding document, uh, one of our founding documents, but also that. You know the real, um, the real. I guess uh, mission statement for our country was uh, the Declaration of Independence, and so when you you kind of pull those two apart, you can see how people uh, are able to say, "Well, you know, we actually are uh, fulfilling the Constitution by mandating uh, X, Y, or Z," but <laughs> it's really the the founding principles, which are Judeo Christian principles, are they're laid out more in the uh, Declaration, and if, if we kind of forget the Declaration of independence and that we're kind of forgetting who we are as a country. But in the constitution was really just to uh, put a structure to what we believe, you know what I mean? So I, I agree with you and I agree with what you're saying uh, on that respect. That was just a few thoughts that I had um, as you were talking. Uh, we do have a caller on the line though. Okay. David, how you doing? All right. How about yourself? Doing well. Where are you calling from, David?
0: Chet speak, Virginia.
1: Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, what's on your mind?
0: Hey, I just want to say thanks to you guys for being a voice out there. I was just now thinking about what you said about, you know, where's the people standing up and saying stuff? You know, we're we're extremely limited nowadays to what we can voice. If you go on Facebook, Twitter, all those mm-hmm. others and you and you speak out against anything, then you're automatically silent,
1: mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and you so know I want
0: to say thank you guys. Go ahead for being a voice and you guys actually speaking truth in all these matters. And the other thing that's really weighing heavy on my heart is I'm part of that, that government, um, overreach because I've been, I've been associated with the government for 33 years now. And now I'm staring down looking at, you know, do I, do I, uh, back up and say, that's it. I'm done. Or do I take it and continue on, you know,
1: yeah, that's so a tough choice. When
0: you talk about fear, it's a fear of what am I going to make the right choice? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I can give you just kind of for me last year, uh, I I kind of came to that uh, crossroads with the the mask um, and wearing a mask and my place of work, and and as I was getting into uh, going back to school for the first first uh, day of school, uh, the night before I was really torn about what I was going to do and and how I was going to, uh, respond because it was on my heart that, you know, to wear the mask was to, uh, bear fal false witness because they didn't, weren't actually as effective as, as they, uh, had said. And, and I came into my, you know, as I was working through it, I, I, it came down to the reason that I would wear a mask at school at my job would be because I was afraid that God couldn't take care of me. And so because of that, uh, I decided, well, you know, it, it, that's not how everybody is and, There's nothing wrong with other people wearing a mask, but for me, I I need to trust God in this matter. And because of that, uh, you know, there was a little bit of hard time uh, where I wasn't able to work, uh, but then I was able to get a job working some construction. And then a teaching job opened up that was online where I didn't have to worry about that. And it was a better opportunity, especially with my daughter being born than what I had before. And so God was faithful to me in that instance. And because of that, I know that, um, you know, what come what may with this uh, mandate for vaccines, you know, it's probably going to affect my wife and her job, and she's not going to do it. We know that God will take care of us. So when you're making that decision, as long as you're not, you know, making the decision out of fear or a lack of faith in what God can do for you, uh, I think you can trust that God is going to lead you in in down the right path. Um, so just a little bit of encouragement from what's going on in my life and hopefully that helps you as you make this decision
2: well and you know david the bible does not instruct us whether or not you should receive the vaccine but it is clear when it comes to the doctrine of the liberty of conscience and i think uh the liberty of conscience instead of us doing that today we're too willing to embrace coercion where persuasion has failed and so thank you for calling in we'll be praying for you as you make your call thank you for serving And thanks for listening to SWAT Radio, David.
1: All right, that's all. All right, David, thank you for calling in again. Um, And we'll be praying for you, and I hope that we were able to encourage you today. Um, But you've been listening to SWAT Radio. It is the end of the week, so we are done for the week. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in.
3: Hope you have a great weekend. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATRadio.com.